Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I am actually super excited to have my longtime friend, Daryl Hudson, with me. And Daryl has, him and his wife, Yvonne, are fantastic people. And they have a really great story and a new business that I thought it would be a great opportunity to welcome Daryl into the studio and catch up and see what's happening and let people know what's going on. So welcome, Daryl. Thank you very much, Jen. It's awesome to have you here. That's great to be here. Now, you and I have basically known each other almost our whole lives. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's uh, elementary for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, we go back a long way. Now, we don't, we don't see each other all the time, but, you know, we stay in touch through Facebook like people do these days. So you and Yvonne have a fantastic new business with the Hascap plants. Yeah, we uh, got interested in it a few years ago and uh, the idea arose, did a lot of uh, research and it's born and we're off and running. <laughs> well, that is fantastic. Now, before we get into really focusing on your business, let's get to know a little bit about Daryl. So when we go back, you know, I always find that everyone has a story. And there's turning points in our lives that really cause a huge shift. So let's talk about some of those throughout your life. Yeah, well, I started off as a painter at a young age of 15 and did that through most of my life and until uh, I was about 41 or 42, I guess. And I started developing some kind of symptoms of, you know, pain and things like that. I didn't know what was wrong. And so anyway, we've did a lot of tests and things and then found out that I had uh, fibromyalgia and arthritis uh, pretty bad and I just couldn't climb the ladders and carry ladders and do all that heavy stuff anymore and it was hard to admit it to myself. Oh uh, my gosh, well that's a huge thing, right? It's like a slap in the face. Yeah, it was a really change, a big change in my life. Uh, it brought on a lot of depression and things like that. It's frustrating when you're an able man and usually a leader at what you do and then you you scale yourself, you know, with another crew and you find out that you're not so much the leader you used to be. So you start evaluating to make change and that's what we did. So when that happened to you, you talked about that you went into a depression. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because those are, those are the kinds of things I think that people really resonate because sometimes you feel so isolated. So can you talk about that? Because like you say, for your whole life pretty much, that's what you did and then all of a sudden... You can't do it anymore. Yeah, it was very frustrating because it started off slow, you know, like just like pains in my feet and little things you just ignore and right. goes away, you know, and then started getting worse and worse. So we had to, you know, decide, to, you know, we got to make a decision for what we got to do with our future, right? So, uh, so uh, yeah, with the, the depression, it, uh, uh, it was a lonely place that mm -hmm. I fought to get out of. Uh, I ended up, uh, you know, even went to mental health and so sought help and stuff because it was, it was really bad. Uh, winners always make it worse here, of course. Oh, my golly. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, it was a dark place, and I just knew that I wanted to, to get out of it, and I, and I did. I, I, I made the decision, and I fought it every day, and I learned a lot uh, through mental health. 
uh, coping skills and how to deal with the, with these type of things, and it really got me on a good track. Oh, that's so. really that's really awesome to hear because mental health is such a huge issue these days, and so many people are still afraid to talk about it and still afraid to seek help. Can you share a couple of tips that you got through mental health that really did escalate you and help you to get to that next level and next chapter? Well, I think the first step was to actually, you know, acknowledge to myself, you know, there is something terribly wrong in my mind and I sought out help, you know, I and I took the channel and the channels of my doctor and and uh, went, uh, set appointments through mental health and then I went through through their programs and stuff and they taught me a lot of coping skills and little things that... Uh, you know, help me get through things, and now I, I don't even feel like I have it. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any tips? What do you do for a regular kind of preventative well, measure? I, What's your favorite thing, your favorite thing to do? Uh, stop. <laughs> uh, always stop and think, you know, uh, what am I thinking? Oh, you have a card to take out that helps, too. I do. That's awesome. What am I reacting to? What am I feeling in my body, you know? Uh, stop, think before you react, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. It really helps. What really helps me is uh, when I'm driving down the road, uh, you know how you drive down the road and you might go five minutes and you don't remember the drive. Yeah, <laughs> it's got well, you're on autopilot. <laughs> well, that, that there is where, where it kicks in for me because okay. I make sure I look at the hosts. I make sure I look at the flowers. I make sure I see things around me instead of just what I'm thinking because our mind is so powerful. Oh, my golly, it sure mm -hmm. is. And, you know, I love that you say that because one of my key things is to be in the present, right? So when you're... That helps you. It is the now that will get you out of it or at least help you get out of it. So. Oh, my gosh. I love that. So yeah. everyone who's listening, it's not just me saying that the present is the place to be. When you're in the present and in the now, you don't have time to worry about all that other stuff that's coming into your brain. Well, the mind is a powerful thing. It, it, it's, it's an automatic thing. It just uh, thinks steady. It, you know, we have thousands and thousands of thoughts a day. Oh, yes. And, it's, you know, you can control them if you try to. Right? And you have to learn how to do it. Did you find that part hard? Uh, it was at first, and then, I, I, again, I made myself do this. You know, I said, okay, uh, I'm going to look outside the window right now, and I'm going to see everything, and I'm not even going to think about anything but what I'm seeing. Awesome. Yeah. So it is, and that's another thing that I love, is that it is, it's a conscious decision, right? So once you become aware, then you have to act. That's exactly right. And make that decision. And, and fight it. Right. Fight it the, uh, with all you got. And it's not easy. It's something I'm sure that you make I know for most people that, that are my clients and people that I work with and talk to, it's something that you make a decision every day. It's not a one-time thing. Is that Does that sound familiar? Absolutely. We, we make decisions all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every day. So, yeah. And one of the things that, that I find helpful for me is that we're human. It's easy to get off track. It's easy to have a bad day. That doesn't mean your whole day has to be completely shot. That's right. It shouldn't carry on to the next week and the week after. That's when you got to acknowledge that it is a bad day and you got to fight it. Right. And you do have to fight. We all have some strength inside us to fight. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. And it's possible. Absolutely. And there's always, always hope when you're willing to put the time. Ab absolutely. 
you know, maybe a, a hobby or something <clears throat> new to, in your life? To introduce new things is really is really important, I think, too, and to find things that bring you pleasure and joy. Absolutely, yes. So when you were going through this huge transition, because it is a huge transition, and ironically, I find that people in their early 40s is when all this things change. And in your case, it was a happenstance with your health. Yes. In my case, in my 40s, it was, oh my gosh, what am I going to do when I grow up? I know. It's... <laughs> right? And I need some change. <laughs> so when you were in that stage, I know how scary that place is when you're thinking, holy cow, what am I going to do now? What did you do? Well, I just, uh, you know, a few people have mentioned to me about has cap berries, and I do have a fair amount of land uh, where I do live, and uh, we had horses for years, and then my daughter kind of moved out, and the land was just sitting there vacant, and tons of horse manure, and <laughs> so I done my research on has caps, and I found out, well, geez, they love horse manure. Oh. Oh, so I said, okay, well, they already got some things that I need, so, and uh, studied the hascaps as much as I could, all the information, even is into Japan and where they come from, northern Japan and Siberia. Uh, uh, Japan uses horse manure and seaweed and seashells, and that's what I use. Oh, my golly. Yeah, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Now, how did you even hear about hascap? Well, to be honest, uh, uh, you know, just in general conversation with a friend, he mentioned them to me, and I thought, wow, that sounds pretty interesting. So then I said, okay, I'm going to do some research. And with, you know, Google, of course, it's not so hard to, to find out things that you need. And I got more and more enthused and intrigued with them. And then I said, that's, that's what I want to do. Wow. That's yeah. absolutely incredible. I love that. Yeah. Now, how long of a period was it between when you were first diagnosed with fibromyalgia to when you, when you discovered Hascat? Uh, I would have to say probably six, seven years or so. So in the meantime, I know that you and Yvonne had moved to the country about 14 years ago 14 or 14 so. years ago, yeah. And it's, well, it's, a be it's beautiful, and you have, like you say, quite a bit of, of land. Yes. <clears throat> How did you end up even moving to the country with that much land? Well, we, we lived, grew up in Lower Sackville, and when I first moved here in, uh, in the early 60s, or middle 60s, uh, it was a country. It mm -hmm. was all country, and... You know, my, my wife uh, loves the country, so it was really a simple decision. We went house looking, and we found that one, and that was just fit, fit everything that we wanted. For, I have a horse for a daughter and some country quiet, country life for us, and a dirt road again. <laughs> oh, my golly, that's amazing. So when you first moved out there and after Shannon left and you had the horse, do you still have the horses? Uh, no, we don't. We just uh, use the barn now for my... Uh, my tools and stuff. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> so in that six years, you had experimented with some different opportunities and different, yeah. I guess, ideas. And did you have any that actually, you know, went through for to fruition? Or was it not until the Hazcat thing that you really found that that was exactly it? And were you kind of, did you feel like you were sort of spinning your wheels for a while? Or how was that transition between that six years? Well, I was lost. I was yeah. a pretty lost soul. I, I would do uh, small paint jobs, just, you know, friends and things like that would, would call me. And if I felt like I could do the job, then I would, you know. But again, I, I be, started becoming unreliable and, and I, I just didn't like 
that style of for my life, you know, so depressed. So I sat on my arse for a while <laughs> <laughs> and thought about it. And then that's where the depression can really kick in is when you have idle time. Oh my golly. Yeah. yeah. So what did you do to pick yourself up and how long did you wait before you sought help? I waited probably quite a while, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and again. Is that because you're a guy? I and I'm just asking that question. <laughs> I, th I think I was more, uh, yeah, I didn't just kind of keep it inside type of thing and, and uh, not reach out too much to people. And I knew I was to a point that I knew I had to do something because my marriage and that wasn't going to survive what I was going through. So. <laughs> yeah, it's time that you knew that you had to make change. Absolutely, yeah. Awesome. We're going to have a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Daryl and learn more about these HASCAP plants. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Welcome back to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, and welcome back, Daryl. Now, before break, we were talking about how you got into the HASCAP plants, and you had said you started doing some research um, while you were off and not really, you know, in that uncertain place. And you discovered the Hascat plant, and then things started to change. So talk about your journey, your and Yvonne's journey. Yeah, well, we developed an interest in it, uh, in them, and uh, thought quite a, they're quite an amazing berry. The, the health benefits alone got me. And what are some of the health benefits? Oh, they have, uh, uh, they're full of fiber. They have, uh, you know, say per 100 grams, they have more uh vitamin C than say an orange. Wow. You know, it's just an example. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, uh, three times the, the antioxidants of a blueberry. Oh my golly. And people, I mean, everyone considers blueberries exceptionally yeah. healthy and with those antioxidants. And these are the super of the super fruit here. Wow. For sure. And, and uh, quite tasty actually. <laughs> what do they taste like? Uh, they're crossed between a blueberry and a raspberry. And how big are they? Uh, some of them can go as high as like two and a half grams a piece, a berry. That seems pretty big. It's a big berry, yeah. They're, <laughs> oh they're, they do. Some of them are shaped, uh, say the Aurora variety, are shaped like a, a bowling pin, I call it. Oh. They, they're kind of oh. long and, and like a bowling They're really cool, and they're probably one of the sweetest varieties we have. Okay, yeah, so it's yeah. not like your standard round kind of a berry. It's no, a... some of them are. Some oh. some of them have they, they have different shapes and sizes. Okay, there's uh, different varieties of them. Oh, so how many varieties do you know? Uh, I have uh, at least seven in my orchard, different varieties of them. Oh my goodness! And the varieties uh, they still have all give you all the same benefits, health benefits, right? and Everything. Uh, it's just some are a little tart. Oh, okay. So is that what sort of differentiates them? Yep. Yep. And so the tartness to the sweetness kind yep, of thing. Yep. Some are tart. Some are maybe even a little bitter. Some people might like that. Uh, some of them, uh, uh, like are great for making wines and, oh. and things like that with the tartness and different things so it's uh, quite interesting it's a fairly new industry here so we're just starting to dabble right with, with all so the different things what kind of products and mixtures and and experiments have you conducted with the the Hascap well plants? it makes a beautiful jam oh uh, i bet just amazing the oh jam. my golly i uh, bet it would be nice uh the uh uh, milkshakes uh, is my favorite, and Yvonne's personal favorite is the, the milkshakes. Okay. Uh, smoothies. Uh, you can make Kootenai. Uh, we're going to try, a friend of mine is, a, is a, a chef, and she's going to 
uh, experiment with them and come up with maybe some kind of barbecue sauce. Oh my golly, so, that and, sounds awesome! And uh, they make uh, make juice out of them, raisins out of them. Uh, oh. Anything you do with a blueberry, you can do with these. Oh my goodness, yeah. that sounds so. You must be having a lot of fun experimenting with it that is, stuff, it are is, you? It is a lot of fun. Uh, 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 it, uh, I love it. So <laughs> well, that's good. New it's life a... is great. <laughs> oh my golly, that makes a difference. And when you have that switch. And something happens, and opportunities open up. What difference has that made in the quality of your life? Well, I have no time to sit and worry about, about <laughs> what happened in the past or anything like that. Or that's a good thing. And the only thing I see in the future is just a healthy living and some good healthy berries for us until until the end. You know. Oh my goodness! And, yeah. Uh, worst case scenario, like we said when we started, if uh, even if it doesn't take off, we're going to be the healthiest people around. <laughs> 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 well, that's a good attitude. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it will take off. Now, how many plants do you have? So you said you have 13 acres, right? There's 13. I have 13 acres, but I only have, uh, I've got about, I'd say, close to three acres planted. Okay. And there's uh, uh, a lot of mature plants there already, and it takes about seven years for a fully mature plant. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so we're going to expand more. Right. We, we also sell the plants. Uh, we go to farmers markets and stuff on uh, Sundays, and we're going to start going uh, to them on Saturdays as well. Oh, awesome! And, and, uh, uh, sell the you know people are catching on to them. So right uh, now, what markets do you visit? Well, we've been going. We used to go to the one in Infield a lot, but that one closed. So we, okay, uh, the one in Muscadabit Harbor, we go to that one. We're we're uh, name namesakes there. We're regulars there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, and now we're going to expand. We're going to go to I think Fairview this coming weekend and go work into the city a little bit. Awesome. People are, uh, you know, we we figured that, you know, we when we first started, I you know I got a business loan and I bought a lot of plants and I thought I'm going to do this. Uh, I'm going to sell some plants and then I'm going to plant some plants. Right. And that's how I did it. Okay. Yeah. So that's really good. Now when when you got the business loan, that must have been scary. Well, yes, yes. Because you're thinking, oh, my golly, is this going to work? It's all in now, right? Right? And you had... <coughs> Excuse me. But, yeah, it means then you're, you're making that commitment. We made the commitment, and uh, the loan payment was paid off uh, in May. So oh, my golly, that, that's, that's huge. That's over. <laughs> Yay! we still got lots of plants for sale. <laughs> <laughs> so how, what, talk about these plants. Like, how big do they grow? Well, uh, some varieties will go six feet tall. Oh, wow. Uh, five feet around. Uh, oh, my goodness. They'll give you 10 to 12 pounds of berries every single year. Wow. Yeah, I have uh, one variety. My smallest variety would be the Cinderella, and she will give you about five pounds a year, five to eight pounds a year once she's fully matured, but that would be the smallest amount. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So. so if I wanted to buy a Hascap plant, yeah. What do I need to know? Well, first thing I would tell you is you need two. You, you, oh, you need two plants. You, you need so they least, need to pollinate kind of thing. You need at least a pollinator. So okay. if you had one pollinator, which gives you the same amount of berries and every all that good stuff as the non-pollinator, right? And uh, one pollinator can pollinate like five to eight other plants. Okay. So as long as you have one pollinator in your row or in view of the other ones you yeah. can have another you know so 
the initial thing is to, to buy two. I know a lot of places they don't tell people. They just buy a plant and they, oh. and they don't know and they say, well, I'm not getting fruit and that's why. Right. You need so the that's, pollinator. Right. Yeah. And are they hardy plant? They are the hardiest of the hardiest. Oh, so yeah. maybe I could grow them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely could grow them. It's really simple. Uh, uh, we were in full bloom in, in mid-May. Oh. We had... Uh, probably the heaviest winds we've ever had oh my gosh yeah it's... and i was nervous you think right. the blooms are coming off and oh my the next golly. morning the blooms are all still there just waiting for the <gasps> bees just amazing oh wow that's yeah. incredible yeah. well uh, that that's really handy so i know that because this is a new industry they're kind of pricey right they're very pricey and i don't know what that means because i'm not into i mean i'd love to be but what does that mean? So how much would a plant be? Well, plants, you know, uh, the ones that we have, they range from 15 to uh, $20, which well, we, we just kind of put them down. But the products is what's pricey. Oh, okay. okay the, the, it's really the products that you buy. So when I go, if I want to buy some Hascat berries, yeah. how do, are they in like a little pint box or are they in a quart box? And how much are they? Well, to be honest, uh, I think one of the only places around here that you can buy berries today is a peach fruitique and bring your wallet <laughs> yes yeah so it's you know it's it's a high-end thing so are uh, you selling the berries at the market uh no actually uh we're going to be selling products at the market but we do have a UPEC that will be open oh for the public and it's kind of uh, like what we did last year be like set an appointment so that way we don't get overwhelmed and make sure that you know that, that someone yeah. yeah so whoever does come we can make sure that they get what they you know they need and we will have a limit like i'm not going to let somebody come in and pick every berry right this, this idea was for the community and let the, allow people to Access. you know to try these and without you know paying such a high price and they make their own products and whatnot so right so that's kind of what what we'd like to do so as a as a you pick if I come to see you and Yvonne yep. what would be how much would it cost me well for the you pick right now we're we're at six dollars a pound that's not bad that's, that's not bad no, no there's a lot sounds of berries, pretty cheap it's a lot of berries in a pound and uh, Last year, I uh, you know I even helped people pick some like right. I put a swimming pool underneath and give it a shake and boom they're all set. <laughs> oh my golly, so, that's awesome! Yeah. So what are your hopes for expansion into the, into the the future? Well, we uh, into the future we obviously we're going to lay out more plants. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going uh, we're um, still working at that now. Uh, we do want to put a little building out, out in our back and uh, have uh, walk-in freezers. Oh, so nice. that we can store our own berries and make our own products at our own pace. And we're not so interested in selling them all t to one place. Most of the, f the firms here are selling them all to one place. Okay. And they're making products, which some of the products are on our shelves and that, but most of it is going to Japan and China and overseas. Oh. And oh. That's, they're buying it right up. Wow. Yeah. So is that something that you may consider down the road, do you think, or... No, I'm a I'm a local boy, and I'm going to stay local. Yeah, so <laughs> that's I, good. I think there's enough money uh, just in in a, in just Halifax regional municipality that I can make a good enough living off of. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so yeah, that's all I'm interested so in. So, how many acres do you want to have full well, of for your orchards? Well, we we said we would hold at three. 
for a while. Yeah. You know, well, and that give makes it a sense. Few years and see where we go with it. And then if we keep going, then we'll just maybe do an acre each year, maybe up to like 10 acres. Okay. Kind of thing is, is what we're thinking long term. Right. Yeah. Now, what has been your biggest challenge with this? The biggest challenge? Uh, well, at first, the biggest challenge was to raise the money, as I said earlier. Uh, you know, I wasn't working much, and, uh, you know, as you, you go through uh, life's changes, uh, you know, your, your savings and money can, can dwindle, and that was the case. Right. You know, well, so, it's hard. Well, yeah. It it's was, expensive to live. <laughs> it's a lot of money to live. And, <laughs> it sure is. And, and with our budget, there was no way we could afford to buy any of those healthy products, and we want them. Right. We want them for, for our household every day. And we're going to have it. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I love that. So your loan was basically your saving grace to help you to get on that. Was that process? How was that whole process? Well, without the loan, it wouldn't have happened. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we... And who did you get the loan through? Uh, CBD Blue Water. Okay. Uh, they did a story on us as well. I saw that. Yeah, it was yeah. really awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, we might, uh, we're considering going back to them again after we're going to see how this year works and then maybe go to them again and, and then further our business. They seem to be really good to deal with. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so, really great to hear. Yeah. How about any, um, is, do you have any private investors? Uh, actually, we do have, uh, that was the, the first thing we have. Uh, there's probably 20 private investors. Oh my goodness. Some people invested 20 bucks. Uh, some people has invested, one person I think invested 300, which was the, the highest investment. So that kind of got me going in the sales mode when I, right. when I did that and we raised, so we raised a little bit of money and then we'll go for the loan and it kind of all just worked out. So it's so far so good. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It sounds really exciting. I'm so looking forward to taking a trip out there sometime this summer Absolutely. to see you guys. I'd Absolutely. love to, I want, I really want to try these berries Absolutely. and I can visualize your whole product thing. Yeah. I want to thank you for coming out today. I know it's been, it's a great driving day. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here and of course seeing you again. I have one final question for you before we finish. Mm -hmm. What makes you sparkle? What makes me sparkle? <laughs> <laughs> My hazcat berries. <laughs> My there orchard. You, there you go. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here, Daryl. It has been a real pleasure seeing you again and I wish you best with all of your orchard and if people want to get in touch with you they can email hudsonhoneyberries at gmail.com and we'll put a link to or, or i'll add that when the episode is up on facebook so people can reach okay. out to you great thank you you're very welcome thanks to luke for producing this episode and we'll catch you next time on find your sparkle with jen you're listening to cioe 97.5 fm